All right, let's check in on jobless claims, actually, at 213,000. They were looking for 226, and it does look like the prior got revised to 218,000. Prior, again, down from 222,000. So uh, jobless claims coming in a little bit better than expected. And as mentioned here, looks like the retail sales did as well, a little bit higher than expected. So let's bring in Dan Deming, the managing director at KKM Financial. There's a lot to sift through here with him. He's joining us to uh, help us take a look at the numbers here. Dan, good morning to you. Uh, I'm also looking at the Philly Fed index, which is coming across the wire as well. I know you're dialed in on the New York state manufacturing data. And for the most part, Dan, as I look at it, it seems like it was all pretty good and it's helping give the indices a little bit of a lift here we're now well working our way back well, i guess we're still kind of it looks like again nearing unchanged Fine. territory yeah i mean the data looks pretty good here for the most part though uh, it's going to help us uh try and regain composure after some of the selling we saw earlier in the week right yeah i guess that will be the key today ben as we did uh, find some strength yesterday at least to alleviate the the big uh, sell sell-off that we realized on Tuesday. And, um, you know, I think, as you pointed out, overall, the numbers look pretty good uh, at first glance. It is interesting, though, there is quite a diversion uh, between the various numbers. Uh, looks like the um, New York manufacturing came in better than expected, uh, but Philly Fed came in below expectations. Uh, I guess the one thing is, is that the price is paid from import exports. It looks like both of those were, you know, pretty much in line with which was a negative number. And I think that that's a decent number to focus on this morning. And in, in all these data points is the fact that it does look like at least uh, from an inflation standpoint, some of the data points are uh, showing at least some signs of moderation, if not uh, a little bit of a decline. Export prices here, to your point, Dan, down 1.6%. They were looking for a decline of 1.2%. Looks like prior revised to down 3.7%. Uh, and uh, the import price index on a month-over-month -month basis coming in down 1% here as well. Um, Dan, uh, jobless claims, supportive of that narrative. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I'm surprised in some ways to see the indices uh, aren't, you know, coming off in reaction to this. I mean, this really, uh, you know, combined with the CPI number that we saw earlier this week, uh, I do see what you're t talking about here in terms of that uh, uh, Philly Fed number, a little bit of a disappointment there. But uh, again, I mean, when you're talking about a strong labor market here, this is a pretty good indication of that. It is, it is, yeah. Was it 216 or something like that, Ben? Or, uh, but uh, yeah, that's still under the range. And uh, we continue to see now, after watching those back off a little bit the last few weeks, we are seeing them trending lower once again. And, you know, that's a, a data point that overall would be perceived as a good data point. But when the Fed is eyeballing it as the giving them the ability to continue to maintain an aggressive stance, the market gets jittery about that. And I think that's what you're seeing play out here. Uh, as we continue to see a pretty strong labor market, even as the Fed continues to ratchet up rates. And uh, if they feel that that's going to maintain, then they're going to be uh, continue to be aggressive and in fighting inflation. Okay, I'm just kind of checking in on markets here right now. Looks like a slight, uh, very slight uptick here in terms of the ES, in terms of very slight. Again, just a couple handles above where we were. Same thing with gold. I'm looking at the dollar just below where we were. Not a lot of market reaction to this. The bonds, the 10-year Treasury uh, futures, the ZN, headed into this number right around 114.18. It's uh, just above that right now, 114.21. So uh, not a lot of reaction to this number here. And tomorrow we'll get a look at uh, uh, the 
consumer sentiment numbers here, yep. Dan, but a, a busy week and uh, obviously all the stacking up in terms of as we await next week, uh, the Fed decision. But let's talk a little bit about uh, commodities this week, Dan, in terms of what we've seen uh, feeding into the inflation concerns. You got crude kind of inching its way back up to the $90 a barrel level, uh, still holding below that. But uh, ultimately, this is a I've been saying a factor to consider, it feeds right into it. And, you know, when I think about it, it ties into, or it's in the midst of dollar strength and uh, right. the IEA kind of revising some of the growth forecasts lower. I mean, interesting to see crude uh, supported amidst some of the bearish uh, news or uh, fundamentals that we've seen. Agreed, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, you know, yesterday they, they I saw some talking points and I guess possibly, but you know, that the dollar moderation yesterday was enough to provide the lift to crude yesterday. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, overall though, your point your point is well taken as far as the IEA. I mean, they certainly did come out and, and indicate uh, there's a lot of moving parts, but um, ultimately it does appear that they expect demand to start to slow mm -hmm. as we move into uh, the next six to six month cycle. and. And with that, you know, I guess that will be interesting to see how that plays out as far as supply is concerned and how uh, the, the markets are managed. Uh, but overall, the short-term trend has been a nice bounce here coming off the 82 level, basically the low level since early January. And uh, we did see some upside momentum. Now, today we are giving up some of that uh, initially. We'll see how it plays out today. But I think the one thing, Ben, it's the key here is, you know, I guess from a longer term perspective, I mean, the fact that we're seeing crude here holding between 82 and, say, 90, you know, well off the highs. But when you look at the, the margins that it's creating still for a lot of the uh, oil uh, and energy space from an equity standpoint, you know, you're still seeing those trending higher just because if it could, if, even if crude holds in these levels, Ben, you got to think that there's enough margin in there for these companies to benefit from that. So that's something I'm looking at from a more macro perspective. But from a short-term perspective, looking at WTI, you know, we're, we did come off of those lows, but longer term, still showing lower highs and lower lows. So we'll see how this plays out here now that we're dipping back down again today. Dan, broadening this discussion a little bit to a more global discussion uh, this week, the EU, the UK's attempts to cap or freeze energy price increases, uh, ease the burden uh, that we've seen on consumers and businesses for that matter. Uh, the first question I have is, is it enough? Uh, is it gonna help the EU and the EU avoid a recession first and foremost? And then uh, the second question I guess is, is it sustainable? I would say no to both. Uh, honestly, Ben, I, I think that you know, the EU, I mean, I'd be, it would be interesting to see just based on the way that the bond market's pricing in, uh, you know, the various scenarios here in the U.S. that it looks like a very high probability of some type of recession kicking in here in the next six to nine months. I'd say Europe is going to uh, be, have a very difficult time, you know, staying out of what that would be classified as a recession. Uh, so. You know, how deep it is, I don't know, but I'd say just the general trends are, are a very challenging environment for that region and as well, as well as the UK because of some of the situations they're contending with. And then Brexit is all in the background there, too. So, you know, I think that the, the, the caps, I think, only will work for so long. And in front of free market environment, you, know, you and I have watched this for many, many years. Mm -hmm. I mean, they can they can stem some of the tide. You know, certainly we saw the how how the governors and futures uh, periodically would help calm the markets, you know, uh, when they would get uh, too far one way or the other. But uh, they don't, alter, you know, they'll hold for so long, but is it enough to change the sentiment and the, and the global thinking? I don't know. You know, the jury's still out, but typically 
longer term, if they keep those caps in place for long term, that that usually turns into a more dire situation. You know, along those same lines, Dan, uh, some of the uh, SPR strategic petroleum reserves that were released uh, we're now at, you know, lower levels there. They need to be replaced, and that supportive of prices also. Exactly. That's one thing. Right. Yeah. So, again, to that point, uh, there's only a certain amount of relief that that provides, and it doesn't seem to over the long haul. Let's talk a little bit about gold. Uh, it's my chart of the day. Uh, I'm sorry. It's our trade of the day today, and uh, it's attempting here something to the downside below 1700 uh, you know, I was watching gold versus the U.S. dollar, the dollar to 20-year highs. Gold was struggling to take out the July lows. Maybe we're going to start to see it play catch down uh, for a couple days right. here now. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the metals markets, uh, you know, you're seeing a divergence there. You know, with silver uh, showing at least some signs of uh, strength as well. And then, uh, but gold still struggling here. Um, yeah, I... I with the rates going higher, Ben, I, you know, I guess that's probably the primary driver as to why gold's not so attractive right now and uncertainty surrounding that. And we're seeing them moving higher once again today. Now, today, it's the back end of the curve that's shifting higher. Uh, and I, I think that's creating uh, that the headwinds for the equity markets right now. We'll see if we can get through that today as they digest these data points. But gold, I think the primary driver there appears to me, at least on the surface, is the fact that the rates continue to move higher. I'd have to agree. Uh, it has been a headwind, to say the least. It'll be interesting to see if gold takes out these support levels here that uh, it's been holding on to right around this level. Uh, Dan, um, lastly, I just wanted to get your thoughts here as far as what we've been seeing with Bitcoin, because when you're kind of tying all of this together, uh, ultimately, and kind of trying to get a gauge as far as uh, investors, traders, risk appetite, it doesn't right. seem like they've been very hungry as of recent or uh, willing to stomach some of the, uh, you know, weakness that we've seen there ultimately. Right. It, whether you're talking the indices or Bitcoin for the most part, it's really just struggling to kind of get off the ropes, off the mat, as I've been putting it. Uh, what are you watching here in terms of crypto? We had Bob Iaccino yesterday talking about how he said, there's two things. You need the indices to rally or you need uh, some regs to come down the pipeline ultimately. But right. that's what the bulls are looking for. And they just haven't gotten that. Yeah, those, I think those are two valid points. And, uh, you know, ultimately, Ben, it is kind of a measure of risk uh, appetite. And, you know, it was an interesting dynamic yesterday where some of the meme stocks were really uh, showing some signs of strength yesterday. And I think maybe that was why we did see the market close on a uptick. Uh, but uh, that's uh, that's short lived. And, you know, I, really, Ben, when you look at Tuesday's move, I think that just uh, really took a lot of uh, the, uh, the short term optimism, you know, out of the market and now brought it uh, some of the down uh, down trend areas, particularly 3,900 and the S&P and back into focus. And so when you look at Bitcoin, you know, I, you know that was benefiting from the, the shift in sentiment the market had realized here the, prior to Tuesday and, you know, certainly came under some significant selling pressure. So I think that it's going to, you know, if tw I guess 20,000 would be the, the key level from a psychological standpoint. You know, if we can cold there, that would be off the lows that we did realize a couple of weeks ago. And the other thing I'm watching is how is the merge and how is this shift in Ethereum really going to impact the digital currency markets moving forward? Or you know, so I think that's another factor here that needs to kind of be eyeballed as to you know, is that shift going to be beneficial for Ethereum or is it not going to be beneficial? And if it is, you'd have to think that you know, if Bitcoin is able to make any type of that transition to, you know, making it more efficient, that it would become more attractive, I think, in the long term. 
recent comments from Gary Gessler, supportive of uh, the possibility of some sort of regulations here. We'll see if any of this develops here, and if it does, ultimately, if it helps uh, provide that next leg up that the Bulls have been looking for and hoping for for a while. Dan, appreciate you joining us. Dan Deming, the Managing Director of KKM Financial, helping us break down the numbers, market reaction to, and taking a look at commodities this Thursday morning. We're